coming to get you, Barbara. Oh, that's creepy. <laughs> I love it, though. Now me, I not only drink really, I really drink. We are Buzz on Movies. Welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen, to Buzzed on Movies. I'm Teddy. And I am Matt. And I'm here, my fellow Americans, to tell you that the state of the bombian is strong. I was like really concerned because you were like, and I'm here. And I was like, am I not here? Then I, then <laughs> You're I not. Then I understood well, the meme. <laughs> technically, neither of us are here because we're not together. But where is here? Here is this this space on in cyberspace where we're being recorded for eternity. I, obviously, I'm here. I'm here in the Senate. I'm in front of the elevator. <laughs> yes, I'm, and I'm cool. giving this speech here to tell you that the state of the Bombian is strong. Um, the Bombian, you know, being buzzed on movies. Um, we're just, tonight, we're not, we're going totally off book. Whoa! <laughs> you know, I know this is normally a very tightly scripted podcast, but yeah, tonight really. we we don't have any current movies to talk about. Whoa! Um, so the last like movie our, this I is like s- our Agnes Varda episode. So we're gonna just <laughs> sort of like do whatever happens, you know? It's just gonna yeah. We're doing we're doing like cinema verite, yeah. Italian neorealism, sure, you know, all that stuff. Um, we're we're, we're having our Abbas Kiarostami close up moment. <laughs> I'm I'm just trying I'm trying to get. I'm trying to confuse people more than ever. Um, we throw in some pretentious <laughs> film references because usually we talk about not so pretentious films. So right, we get to throw right. out some some pointed references that we actually do know highbrow. I'm I'm throwing in cinema. my <laughs> I'm throwing in my bona fides here. And like, hey, there are times when I don't just watch the Saw movies twelve times in a row. Mm-hmm. Yes, those um, days exist. There are days where I see good movies. Well, but I yes. think the song moves are good. Anyway, but <laughs> we we haven't we haven't seen. Well, you've seen a current movie. Um, the last current movie I saw was *Malignant*, and I can talk about that a bit more. <laughs> but we already covered that on the last podcast. What I will and... say is that some of my friends have since seen *Malignant* since, so it's been fun to get more reactions. So I okay, will say yeah. that experience has been fun, just being like, well, "Oh yes." <laughs> we'll kick things off with that then. Yeah. But but basically, what we're here to do tonight is just to to give you a general feeling of what it's like to exist in the space of buzzed on movies when you're not watching a new release in theaters, which happens sometimes. Well, you know? we actually I, had about a, a year of that being the show. I don't know if anybody remembers, but for about a year, the show was not true. us seeing new releases in theaters. <laughs> we did somehow manage to keep it going. Yeah, so we um, did that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this is, this is going to be very loose. And, and since we brought it up already, why don't we talk a little more about Malignant? Not to, cause we already spent nearly an hour and a half talking about yeah, it. On we, the shouldn't, last we shouldn't really linger on Malignant again. This is more about our, our experience since then engaging with the film. Mm-hmm. So I've seen the film a second time nice. since watching it in theaters. I watched it at home yeah. and I did try to get a little drunk for this one because I did, like, as I said in the last one, I feel like that would enhance it. And I believe it did, although it would have probably enhanced it even more if I'd been at the theater. This was I saw this on HBO Max, but the second I really. Time, yeah. But the first time yes. you're at the theater. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I really wanted to show it to Lauren this time. 
So like, you're going to like this. She likes horror movies, but like, it's got to be the, the right kind of horror movie. And I'm like, you're going to like this one. And <laughs> the, for her, like the beginning was kind of scary. Like, I, I think it's easy to, to yeah, gloss I think the over. Yeah, I opening is actually scary for a bit. There's how, like a, a how, bit like, where it's like actually frightening. <laughs> yeah, even though it's got some campiness to it. Like the first 20 to 30 minutes is is genuinely pretty scary. And then you gradually sort of realize that like, oh, this movie's less concerned with scaring you and more concerned with just being absurd and crazy and blowing your mind. And that I, I it was interesting to watch someone like go through that cycle because like I think by the end of it she was like just as blown away as I was by the twist and like everything that happens at the end. So that that was a very fun experience for me. Nice. That's exciting. I have not like watched it with anyone obviously since uh, well I don't know why I say obviously. Um I have not watched it with <laughs> obviously I haven't seen anybody. Um not true. <laughs> um Oh ho 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 ho. Um don't know. Don't understand. I have had some friends <laughs> who watched it though, and I've I've loved the string of texts that I get as they're like some of them have watched it at home and I'll get like strings of texts where they're like, I'm watching it. Oh, I'm scared. Oh, what's going on? Oh, 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 what the fuck? <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> like, welcome. Um, my friend who just sent me a string of texts afterwards and was like, do you think this was a hold up in a court of law? Like, how how is this going to, like, what's this defense going to be? Like, is that going to work? I, I have <laughs> thought about that. Like, what is what is the, uh, the aftermath of this movie? Does she just go to jail for this? Because it's like, okay. Well, I, well, I have a couple of thoughts. You like, can't, you can't really. You can't I, plead insanity. You can't really. You can't. But, I think, honestly, I think they would plead insanity. I want to, like, I mean, that wouldn't get you off. You'd be put in an asylum, but, like, you wouldn't be put in prison. Um, It's funny because it's like, you know, like, the legal definition of insanity is not knowing the difference between right or wrong. And in this case, like, she would have known the difference between right or wrong, but she wasn't aware of her actions. I guess there's, there's cases where you're not aware of your actions being a defense towards insanity but i mean this very specific incident i don't think obviously there's not a lot of precedent for um so i i don't i just would think that that would be if i you know i the the first thing i would think of a defense might do is is insanity the alternative is of course to get medical experts in there and literally plead the truth um i mean it's not like they can't bring gabriel out (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh God! Yes, in the courtroom to testify. Um, just, that would be a nightmare. Um, just have to have a radio in the room. And... The other thing is that two cops saw what happened, and if there's one class of people that everybody in America who has any sway wants to believe immediately, it's cops. So that's true. Pretty yeah. sure they could mount a defense in her favor. <laughs> right. That's true. And we know that at the very least, Kakoa Shaw is on her side and probably the other cop as well after seeing everything that goes down. After what happened. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, One connection that I made watching the movie the second time that I didn't make the first time is that the Seattle underground is very like metaphorical for the whole like, you know, the whole action of this movie. Yeah. in it like it it's all about like things being pushed beneath the surface but still existing and that's you know that's obviously very relevant to the main action of the film yes that is the the premise of the film yeah 
so that was cool. There's just and there's a bunch of other places where things being pushed beneath the surface comes up, um, saying things like, "Oh, it's all in my head," and like deep down inside, this is what I want and stuff like that. And yeah, they they were they were throwing out all kinds of hints in this mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, yeah, I I think you're right. I think that um, a rewatch can make some of that pretty clear. The movie was like throwing hints at you and, and having a lot of fun with its premise and knowing that it was ridiculous. Um, yeah. So a rewatch really makes that clear, I would say. Um, so, yeah, definitely love that this movie is a movie that exists in our lives and we get to keep re-experiencing it and see people experience it for the first time. It, it's a blast. Yeah. I like I, I want to come up with a malignant costume for Halloween if I can. It's coming up close. I'm, uh, I'm running you out of You just need to get a... There's probably like a million cloaks like that that you can find. So it's really the face and the hair, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, also the blade, I, but you might not want to carry that around. So. I do know that it can specifically be hard to find a leather trench coat like that for anything. For Although I do have a regular trench coat. There so. have got to be some from when like people were obsessed with dressing up as fucking the organization 13 from kingdom hearts. Like they all <laughs> wore those stupid things. Really? Really? Okay. That's yes. There, there's all sorts of those sitting around in, in thrift stores because of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that had to like when kingdom hearts was like all the, the craze, like they, all those people wore those black trench coat things with the hoods. I'm sure there's some out there somewhere on like eBay. On the e, is it Electronic Bay? On the eBs, I think so. I guess like it's like an auction bay. Yeah, that's interesting. No. Um. So, anything? What else have we seen recently? You actually went to the theater. Yeah, I've been to a theater, but it's it's honestly been right out a week now. It hasn't been this week. Um, I saw Shang Chi. Um, which was good. I liked it. It was good. Um, I, I'd been like, it was one of those movies that I kept like, I'm going to see it this week. And then I like made a reservation and then I was like, Hmm, I'm really tired. And then I would just go <laughs> home instead and cancel my reservation. Um, so and it felt kind of bad. Cause it was like one of those movies where it was like, it's right in that sweet spot of like, I can watch this when I'm tired and want something like silly to watch. But also I feel like I should like take it seriously because it's like, important in terms of like marvel and representation within marvel and in like superhero movies i mean not even just superhero movies at this point but um you know i was like oh i should you know i was just in that spot where i was like i don't want to see it when i'm like just not in the mood for a movie (laughs) yeah um, i finally got around to it i liked it i thought it was pretty good i thought that um it was very origin story at times sort of like okay like Mm -hmm. yeah we're doing this again um but Otherwise, it's it's good, and I thought the cast was good. I, they were a lot of fun, um, and there's a lot of fun happening in the movie. And it's um, it's nice that a lot of it doesn't feel quite like a typical Marvel movie. I mean, some of it definitely does because it is, but um, you know, yeah, it's sort of just like how like everything is sort of like more influenced by like Chinese culture and things like that is is actually interesting. So um, as opposed to just being like the typical Avenger score, for example. Um, so right, yeah, it's nice. Well, yeah, that's good. I'm I'm hoping to see that next week, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's you know it's been two weeks since I've gotten to the movie, so I got to be stepping Whoa. it up. Again. Whoa! Wow. Like, Whoa! Wow. It's like forever, forever for me. That is a pretty um, long time. I know. 
<laughs> uh, it's just like the last two weeks have been crazy busy for me. But, um, you know, there's that. There's a few more movies coming out soon. So why don't we talk about that? Like what's coming up next in the theaters? Hopefully we can discuss some of these things um, when we're able to see them. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about what's coming. What's happening? Let's talk about what's already out. Can we start there? Because we haven't gotten around to like fucking Dear Evan Hansen. I mean. Oh, yeah. I can't yeah, believe okay. this is taking us that long. Um, oh, my God. You're right. And if we if we if we planned it, we could have both like gone and seen it and talked about it tonight. But rest assured, we will be covering Dear I will, Evan Hansen. I will be seeing that 30 year old man run around a high school. Um, <laughs> this is what's interesting about this is like. It, it's it's really get like the cats vibes are so strong right They're now very strong, yeah. like so already like there were there was a lot of uh uncertainty going in this movie people were like laughing at how old ben platt looks and um just generally making fun of this movie and like it hasn't gotten better since the the movies come out and since people started like leaking clips on the internet and stuff. Yeah. It's just like everything you never, there's no new stuff coming in. That's like, Oh, this is, might actually not be that bad. It's like, everything makes it seem worse. Yeah. So, everything does point to just bad. Um, that's really a shame. I think that the stage yeah. play, which I have not seen, I will fully admit that, but I, it's supposed to be pretty good. I thought the soundtrack was pretty good. I mean, there it had its critics just because, like, the premise is just like some boy tells lies and they spin out of control, and he maybe is not a good person. But like, <laughs> like you know, <laughs> um, like that's life. Um, you can make a good story out of that. Um, so I don't know. It, it's kind of a shame, but it seems like just like everything I see about this, it's just so bad. And it, I mean, it's really cannot be overstated just how much. Ben Platt is the problem in that. Like <laughs> everything I see, I'm like, this guy just should not be doing this. It's weird. It's very, cause he's not, he doesn't look like a high schooler. I'm sorry. And like a lot of people don't look like high schoolers who play high schoolers, but he really, really does not look like a high schooler. <laughs> right. And I thought, you know, I thought that like, Oh, maybe, you know, people are cherry picking a few screenshots and whatever that look especially bad. But now having seen, some of the clips that have been released like on Twitter and whatnot, I'm like, no, nah, it looks pretty bad. <laughs> it just doesn't, it doesn't look good. And I've, I'm not thinking that that's going to change when I see the actual movie. No, I, so. I can't imagine that it's suddenly going to like, that's it. It's a I've big seen problem. enough clips to where I just don't see how it could possibly change that significantly. You know, um, maybe I'm wrong, but <laughs> yeah, who knows? Um, so, yes, there's that. Definitely look forward to that in the future. We don't know yeah. exactly when we'll be reviewing that because we may be doing a very special episode. Uh, very the next special one. episode. We'll see if we if we get the guts to do it. Um, but we will be covering that. Um, there's a few other movies out right now that I'm not sure if we're going to talk about, but uh, Cry Macho has been Macho, getting yeah. some notice for being a... Uh, <laughs> an action movie starring 90 year old Clint Eastwood. I really, um, I like just can't overstate how little I want to see this movie. Like, I, I mean, I'm interested. I like, honestly, I I'm probably going to see this just like to see what it's like. I mean, Clint Eastwood is a good director 
the his movies the last decade or so have been you know mixed some of them have been great others have been like eh but i think that they're always at least worth checking out and i'm very interested to see how he continues to make himself an action star despite his increasing age yeah i mean how is he really doing it i don't understand but good for him you know um yeah Yeah. you gotta gotta keep doing it you know he's just um yeah but i just think his movies are just not it for me but you know he can keep doing it um i like i fucking i i just feel like i lived through 1517 to paris the mule and richard jewel back to back to back from this man and now i gotta do cry macho I'm just saying like, there's like, I have my limits and right. we're reaching them. We're reaching them. Right. So yeah, like, I mean, we've already, we've talked about Richard Jewell on this podcast before. Yeah. It has some good parts. Uh, some parts that are just like, Oh man, really? Uh, but um, I did, I did recently finally watch. Uh, what was that? What was that car movie? The one, the one with him in the car. Was he, uh, did he direct it or was he the, just... the, the one where he's like the old racist guy with the neighbors? Oh like, my God. Um, a... uh, fucking, fucking Gran Torino. Gran Torino. Yes. <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> and while that movie definitely has like a few problems, especially in the, you know, the director's probably wearing his attitude on his sleeve. It is a pretty well-made movie and it's got like a good storyline that progresses well and is very well made. I liked it better than American Sniper. So, Gran Torino yeah. is much older than American Sniper. I mean, not yes. much, but like it's like that. Gran Torino came out when I was in high school. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, Gran Torino is definitely better than American Sniper, and it's definitely better than anything he's put out. You know, anything that's put fifteen seventeen to Paris and beyond. It's better than those movies. Um, <laughs> in the 1517 era. The 1517 era, which is like a really bad era. This is like a really bleak era for Clint Eastwood. I mean, it's just like not good. Gran Torino, though, is questionable as well. But it's like, I it's mean, at least... American it, Sniper got nominations. So, yes, uh, well, like, at least some people liked it. I Was like, American Sniper before or after he talked to the chair? I can't remember. Um, I think it was after because the the chair was like the 2012 election. That's what I right? thought. Yeah, it was. It was. And the so American election. Sniper was came like out right after that. Like, yeah, not or yeah. sometime after that. Um, yeah. So I feel like, yeah, I don't know. It just feels like after that, a lot of things went very quickly downhill for him. But I guess like that was still on that cusp where some people were still like, like because now I just have trouble imagining that he'd be nominated for things just like on by virtue of what he's become like right um and yeah and it's getting it's getting harder to for for people who like don't agree with the general hollywood political view to get recognition and this is not as someone who defends that point of view at all but (laughs) it's definitely uh like you'll see less and less of those kind of directors right yeah and i i don't necessarily think jewel did get at least a nomination. Yes. So yes. we're still seeing some, some of the Academy are watching uh, the films of Clint Eastwood. Yeah. But of course he didn't really get the nominations in that one. Right. Like that wasn't really like, right. anything, any part of his work. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I think it's going to be harder for people like him and that's sort of a, there's like, it's like a, no, no, it's like good and bad, I guess. But like, cause you know, it's, I, I obviously don't want, 
the movies with politics like 1517 to Paris regularly getting nominations either, but like, because they're blatantly conservative. But at the same time, there are lots of views that are, that I do agree with that are opposed to the mainstream Hollywood beliefs probably. So, <laughs> right. um, yeah. so, um, you know, I don't, the I don't, reason they wouldn't nominate sorry to bother you. Right. Or something like that. <laughs> I don't generally judge a movie based on its, its views or politics that way. So, you know, um, Although I will obviously be like, I did not enjoy this movie. If it has politics, I really fundamentally disagree with. Um, right. I mean, I mean, there can be movies with bad politics that are still enjoyable. Actually, a lot I, of I, them, especially if you yeah. like, go back far enough back in time, there were just like a lot of movies where I'm like, this is, you know, deeply conservative in a lot of ways that I just cannot get behind. Um, I watched, uh, I watched Falling Down recently, which um, the, the uh, Michael Douglas movie, gotcha. where he's like that the guy who. Are you, are you familiar with this? I have not seen um, it, but he's like the guy who's like you know like the the long time defense worker who just like one day snaps and starts mm-hmm. doing increasingly bad things around L.A. Um, but it, it it has some some pretty questionable politics to it. But at the end of the day, it was an interesting movie. It was a fun watch. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not going to hold that against it too hard. So, you know, there's a difference between agreeing with a movie and enjoying it. But I I find so that's like that's the mindset I try to take when I watch a film by someone like Clint Eastwood. Some some of them are still quite good. And who knows? Maybe Cry Macho is one of those. But uh, this has been a shaky time for his filmography. Yeah, we'll see. It's been Um, it's been. He's just, I feel like he's sort of injecting his politics more into it in a bigger way than he used to. I feel like some of them are like pretty blatant. Like, and it's, yeah. it's not necessarily, enjo- there's like a limit where it's like, it's no longer enjoyable. It's sort of just like, okay, you're like using this movie. You're like doing this just so you can like preach your politics to me for like two hours. Yeah. And that's not fun. <laughs> yeah. It's the odd thing where I feel like, the the most he ever got away with in terms of like making a film blatantly political and still making it pretty good was Gran Torino. Gran Torino. I don't like because that that film is not at all ashamed of its political viewpoint, and yet at the end of the day, it's an entertaining film, and there's a lot to be said about it. It is pretty entertaining. Um... I think it's interesting because it just, it's like a little bit weirder than some of his other movies. I don't know. It's a, yeah, that's definitely an interesting film. I can't believe we're talking about Gran Torino on the podcast. Um, (laughs) A friend of the pod who listens will be screaming at home, listening to us mention (laughs) Gran Torino is all I'll say. Um, Okay. Some back stories with Gran Torino, but um very interesting. Well, friend of the pod, uh, the friend right, of the pod, right to we us. need to watch Gran Torino tonight. Um, <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't with Gran Torino. But I do agree, sort of, that that's like the most he's gone away with and still made it like pretty good. I mean, I guess some people would disagree with us and say American Sniper is good, and that's ob- right. that obviously has its, it's not hiding its politics either. Yeah, um, but so I do not thing, think like... that's a pretty good. I don't particularly like that. Movie. So. <laughs> for me, for me, the like the 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 outlook of the film started to get very bleak yeah. towards the end. It's like this is not what it. This is not as as uh, as favorable as it thinks it is. Like, 
Right. And clearly thinks that like we should be upholding this guy as a hero. And it's like, no, this is not so sure about really, all that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> this really doesn't seem right yes. to me. Um, but yeah, so like, I mean, that's that's really the difference there is that it, like for that one, for me, that one was just a bridge too far. And yeah. like the quality of the film was pretty good. It had its problems, you know, like the 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 baby doll scene. Like, <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah. That's that's a technical issue, not to speak so much to the quality. But for me, the the political I think that counts as speaking to the quality. I think actual technical issues directly speak to the quality. Actually, they they can they can. But like I'm I'm usually willing to overlook a goof here and there if the movie is good enough to merit it. But in in my opinion, <clears throat> that one did not. No, it really did not. It did not. You know, I guess I forget how like. He's just done a lot. He's very prolific and in like bursts where he does a lot in like a very short amount of time. Like Yeah, I mean like that's kind of his thing. And Grand he Trino just were keeps the same year. Him out. They were the same year. That's insane. Wow. Um yeah. Jersey Boys ever. and American Sniper were the same year. What? You hardly ever see two like major pictures from a major director in the same year. Like a, a director whose name like the average person would know. Yeah, everybody knows so, Clint Eastwood's name. Yeah, um, yeah, I can't That's, believe that he he's done all these movies, a lot of movies, like directed them in the same year. It, it's yeah, not I mean, rare it's, for him. you gotta you gotta admire his work ethic, if nothing else. Like, Flags to, of our fathers and letters from Iwo Jima. Same year, same year. Wow. Yeah. And those, I mean, flags of our fathers and letters from Iwo Jima. I mean, that's not even just like two movies. That's like two movies tackling. <laughs> there, there's some similar terrain that he's tackling in these movies. Those are, and those are big movies. Yeah. Too. Like, <laughs> you know, you're not just shooting that on a back lot for a couple of weeks. Like like Jersey Boys and American Sniper in the same year. It's like, well, those are two very different movies. You can very easily change gears right. between those movies. But, uh, ooh, wow, that's a lot. <laughs> Heavy shit. Yeah. Well, so maybe at some point we'll talk about Cry Macho. I don't know if we'll both end up seeing it. I I, I, might. I haven't decided, but we'll check see. it out if I manage to catch it while it's still in theaters. I mean, that's always the thing. This is exactly the sort of movie that I like if as soon as it leaves theaters, I'm probably going to forget about it. So it just it all depends on if I'm able to catch a screening. Gran Torino. He did an original song for it called Gran Torino. He did. I remember that from the end being like, oh, my God, I, I just love one of my favorite moments in a movie is when you get to the end and you realize there's an original song. I feel like there's no movie. There's no there's no movie that you can improve by doing that at the end. It's always at the very least, even if it's a terrible movie, at least you're going to laugh when it happens. So there's that's always a fantastic moment. And I did. I very much enjoyed the original song for Gran Torino, just the fact that it existed. So <laughs> that was fun. Think about Clint Eastwood both directing the movie Gran Torino and writing a fucking original song for it. <laughs> he wrote an original song for the movie, the racist movie, the racism movie. <laughs> Why are you doing this about a car? Cat being casually racist ain't that bad. Da 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 da. Yeah. Um, oh my god, Gran Torino. <laughs> so it's funny that it exists, man. Man, Gran Torino. 
funny movie. It's not funny. It's not a funny movie. You... <laughs> it's it really there's there're funny moments. It actually it. is kind of funny at times, but um <laughs> the movie tries to be funnier than it is and yeah. sometimes like there's some parts where you're supposed to laugh along with this guy and you're like, "No, that's pushing the racism a little too far." Well, yeah, but, that's the yeah. That's, But that's just like Clint Eastwood. See, that's the thing about this movie. It's sort of like, well, maybe, maybe, Clint. Um, like, right. well, I mean, that's what I think makes it such a complicated movie is that, like, there's there's parts at which, like, it's clear that he's telling you, hey, like, this guy isn't necessarily the best guy around. Uh, and, like, he knows it. But there's other times where you're clearly supposed to be like, all right, yes, this is the right thing to do. And it's like, is it really, though? (laughs) I think it's the big problem with a lot of Clint Eastwood's movies is that, like, you're, like, he'll, like, he plays his cards. Like, you know when you're supposed to root for somebody and you're like, huh, I I don't know, Clint. I just don't know. Um, You know, sometimes he's very manipulative about it, like 1517 to Paris, which I will continue to rag on. Where it's like you have to root for these guys, and it's like you obviously can't say anything bad about them, but it's like so manipulative the way he makes you like root for them. It's like this is like, come on, man, come on, just tell the story, just tell it. Right. Like that, that kind of there's an objectively you. good story in 1570 to Paris, and you have to tell it so that it's some weird story about masculinity and patriotism and being a dude. Like, like <laughs> shut up. <laughs> That does that kind of reminds me of my experience watching Richard Jewell. It's like I'm I'm mostly on your side on this one from the beginning, and then like you're just you're making me not want to root for this guy. Just yeah, the way there are obvious problems things. with the like the Richard Jewell story. There are obvious flaws to be unearthed there with like the way that that whole ordeal happened and was handled, and somehow he manages to tell the story in a way where it's like God, now I don't want to root for this guy, like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> um yeah yeah it sucks he's so good at that he's so good at making you not want to root for people that objectively you probably should but like yeah but i mean maybe for some people it works that's the thing well you know? doesn't that's mean just it's our good, but our specific perspective that movie made less than its budget so i don't think it worked for too many people but yeah no, well <laughs> he's not exactly the box office draw he once was that i mean that that like that's not the same I, I, I can't, know, like, like, Sully was a big draw. Sully was huge. That was, like... Oh, he directed that? Yeah, that was 2016. Oh, well, that was the, that was a big movie. Yeah. yeah. That was pretty good, I mean, too. That wasn't, like, bad. Who wouldn't want to watch the Sully movie? I still need to see that. 1517 recouped its um, budget, but not by much. The Mule was... The Mule made $175 million, So, that's pretty good. That might have been an R-rated movie, so... Who? Oh. That was the one where he was like the guy who carried the drugs, right? He was the, the elderly yeah, man who yeah. carried the, drugs. <laughs> when you when you get a, like a nine year old grandpa to carry your drugs for you, well, it's Clint Eastwood. That, he carries a drug. Yeah. Um, that movie also had Bradley Cooper in it because he loves him some Bradley Cooper. Um, yeah. Yeah. Man, I well, really just his movies, man. They really, they're really about like the forgotten old white. It's like, okay, okay, Clint, we get it. Go talk to the chair. <laughs> Maybe you'll calm the fuck down. <laughs> just, just tell it to the chair. Tell it to the chair. I'm, I'm instead, dying, of, instead of telling me for two hours, talk to that chair and let's get on with it. Uh, go campaign for Mitt Romney again. Um, <laughs> I do love the uh, energy of, of 
Clint Eastwood campaigning for Mitt Romney. Like, <laughs> yes. This is the symbol of the return of masculinity that we need in this country. Wow. <laughs> this, this totally really had, like, It just guy. had such strong Tom Cruise jumping on a couch vibes. Like it was just like all of these things where it's like, what is wrong with you, Clint? And what is wrong with like men in this country? They just like get weird with some furniture on live TV. Like we all have to witness this. Um, that that's a very troubling moment. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's just. Clint is a strange man. He's a strange guy, but he, he's a treasure, you know? Like, we're going to be sad when he's gone. He's I'm a glad cultural he's still, icon, yeah. He, I mean, I'm glad you know? he's still out there doing his thing in one way or another. Um, so, yeah, I mad respect for him. <laughs> Just not always my favorite director, but whatever. Um, anyway... Uh, another movie that's out right now that's like I have like exactly the same feeling about it where I'm like I might go see this if I get a chance. Or cop shop. Cop, sh- cop, cop shop. shop. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. I think this one's gonna be a little more straightforward. It just seems like a straight up like crime it's an thriller. Action movie, right? Yeah, like a- crime thriller action movie. It's got Gerard Butler. It's got Frank Grillo. Yeah, I feel like if What's you have if love? you have Gerard Butler and Frank Grillo in your movie, you cannot. Like, by definition, you cannot be, like, super good. Um, you're just, like, you know, you're in that mediocre range, which means I'm going to love you. So Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's got an 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. Did which, you know like, for... Frank Grillo's character is named Teddy? Oh. Well, then I definitely have to see this. <laughs> yeah. That's moving to the top of the list. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, like, it sounds like it's just going to be a fun, interesting thriller. And... That's always something that I like to see at the theaters. It's a fun, interesting thriller. Yeah. You know, <laughs> something like you don't necessarily have to think too much about, but yeah. it's going to be exciting. Some some good kills maybe in there. Yeah, I think I'd like scenes. to go see Cop, sh- Ugh, Cop Shop after a few drinks. No, oh, that's yeah. How, that's how I feel about Cop Shop. Um, <laughs> Wait, you're telling me you like to have a few drinks before the movies? What do you even- doesn't even have to be before a movie. You can just be before. What? But, um, <laughs> um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. What an interesting idea. Uh, Never would have thought of that. I'm really breaking new ground on this podcast. Um, yeah. I'm too crazy. Uh, oh, so here's something I'm definitely interested in seeing, but I'm not sure if I'm going to get the chance to in theaters, but it's coming to Netflix. So I'll probably see it that way. The, the Guilty. Oh, the guilty starring Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, this just that. came out last weekend. It's a remake of the Danish film of the same name, wow. which I saw um, when, early 2019, I guess. Yeah, oh. I saw that when it was in theaters. Very good. Very tense. Very exciting. One of those kind of like all takes place in one room kind of movies. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So I'm interested to see how they do this one. Like if it's going to be basically the same thing just with Jake Gyllenhaal or if they're going to change some things up, who knows? But uh, the first one was amazing. So, um, and I, I like Jake Gyllenhaal. So I'm, I'm willing to give the remake a shot. You know, I, I have mixed feelings about remaking foreign films as I've expressed in the past on the podcast, but sometimes they yield interesting results. So yeah, yeah. Sometimes they can be interesting. Um, I also have mixed feelings on the whole, like just 
tell people to go fucking watch the foreign film. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I de- I definitely highly recommend checking out the original if you're so inclined. Right. Um, the guilty, the Danish version. Yeah. But this one has Jake Gyllenhaal and will have the voice of Ethan Hawke. So, and yes, it is the yeah. voice. He is listed as a voice cast. So. And yeah. it's got a pretty impressive cast. Riley Keogh. Yeah. Paul Dano. Peter Sarsgaard. Yeah. I think it could be good um pretty 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 good i'm excited and i'm not quite as excited as i am for the other ethan hawk movie coming out called the black phone which doesn't come out until january 2022 but i am very excited about um but i'm excited i like I just, i'm more excited about ethan hawk doing voice cast in this than jake gyllenhaal i'm sorry to say um big fan of <laughs> ethan hawk um just because he is who he is. He's Ethan Hawke. His name is Ethan. And Ethan Hawke is always great. What a cool name. It's such a cool name. Um, so little... you're, you're in it for the name. More than yeah, well, else. you know, Taylor Swift's Red album is about to be re-released. So I'm currently in my mad at Jake Gyllenhaal phase again. Um, repeating my, my 2012. Really? No. Yeah, of course. You know, when, when that came out, I was like, oh, got to be mad at Jake Gyllenhaal because she's writing breakup songs about him. Um, now she's re-releasing it. I got to be mad at him all over again. So I'm doing oh, damn. that. I guess I... Guess I can't watch Nightcrawler. God. Well, I've already seen Nightcrawler. Um, well, back in back in 2012. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. The, the, um, the movie came out in yes, what, the movie 2014. Did. Wow, did it? Um, when was it? Was it, 20- was, it 20, was it 2016? Okay. I thought it was like maybe 15. But um, this is now this is now the portion of the podcast where we look up when movies came up on Wikipedia. Yes, 2014. Oh, okay, you were good. Yeah. But that was oh, past that phase. Oh. That was that wasn't that was getting into the Calvin Harris mad at phase. So I don't care. I don't care. I didn't care anymore. <laughs> I get over it quickly. I don't. I don't hold those. You know, we all have bad breakups. I don't. I can't hold that against people. Um, we're all right and wrong in our relationships. Um, well, then you you couldn't you couldn't listen to eighteen weeks mm-hmm. or whatever. Eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> what was what was the what was the name of that album? Nineteen eighty nine. No, the Calvin Harris album. Oh, well, no. Oh, yeah, that might have been 18 weeks. I don't listen to a Calvin Harris album. Who the fuck do you think I am? That man. 18 months. 18 months. That man yeah, is, yeah. Ha- made the most boring music I've ever had to listen to in my life. And it was like number one on every single radio station for so long. I was like, shut He's up. He's got some great songs. Have you listened to his first couple albums? Because they're very different. Uh, No. But he does like synth pop. It's very interesting. Well, I like synth pop more than like his like weird, like, just like bland fake edm beats so um you know some of them are good uh i'm i'm mixed on calvin harris but i'm very pro calvin harris before he went like full edm yeah. he's he is what he is um i don't really have any i don't know enough about him to actually have anything against him just he's kind of his music was kind of boring and he seemed kind of bland but um you know i probably seem bland to some people <laughs> so I, I'm not sure if I'm going to get to see that one because I don't think it's playing theaters around here. It's not. It's not playing here. Netflix. So I don't. I mean. Oh, it might just be Netflix. At least not that I've seen anywhere. It. You know. It's possible. It's not playing in New York. It's probably it's, not. Playing well, anywhere. according to the wiki, it had a limited release on the 24th. Um, might have just been for the weekend. I wonder if it's like in California or something, like Los Angeles only. <laughs> California. Um, I mean, it could be playing somewhere here and just like not at the AMCs, but but it's also so. not at like the Nighthawk or the Syndicated or anything. 
So I don't really know where it would be. Apparently it's playing at the Cinepolis Luxury Cinemas on 23rd Street. That's the only theater in the city that I'm seeing it at. So Hmm. that's a very random theater for it to be playing at. So I guess that's just the one that Netflix decided to rent out. I I assume they're, you know, doing they won awards. Yeah, they're required awards screenings. Um, that's often how that works, but occasionally that, that spreads out to a few more cities and, uh, yeah, if it like does well, kind of nice to see. Yeah. 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 That's how I saw Roma in theaters. Um, Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Very, very few screenings of that one available, but, uh, outside of like New York and LA where it played for like weeks, but I was glad to get to see that because that was the kind of movie that like definitely is good on a big screen. Right. Anyway, um, so let's talk about what's coming up this weekend. There's yeah. a couple things I'm excited about, hoping to see him this weekend. So first of all, this weekend, I'm hoping to get to go to the Alamo Draft House for the first time since 2019. Wow. <laughs> I also haven't been yeah. since, since 2019, so. To Alamo wow. specifically. What, is yours open? Yeah, it's open. In have you just not just wanted to go? Or like I mean it's a little bit out of the way. Like if I want to go to a movie theater where I can drink or something like that, like one of those types, I just go to the Nighthawk because it's like I can see it from right. the apartment. So <laughs> that makes sense. I guess. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I just I don't know. The Alamo itself still holds some specific uh Yeah, I would like to go. Affinity for me. I'm trying to think, is that wrong? No, I really have not been no, I have not been back. I, I keep no, I haven't. I'm I'm trying to think. I keep almost going back, but no, I haven't. But it's definitely open. Nah. Like just the movie part. I can't go to like the just bar that they have. But mm. maybe that's why you haven't been back, because you can't go to the bar. No but... maybe. But <laughs> unlike Might be part of it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The thing is they're just like their tickets are more expensive than like the Nighthawk. So Oh, well, yeah, then that's kind of a no-brainer, yeah. I guess. <laughs> Although, the, like, for me, the big draw at the Alamo is the food. Yeah, but the um, Nighthawk has food, too. You know, have, how's the food at the Nighthawk? It's very good. You had their tater tots. We, right, well, that was one thing. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, They're very good, and they just started yeah. redo. They just started having, like, full menu and, like, movie pairings again, so. Um, oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. I just I just miss going to well we do you know there is a sit down theater but it's not quite the full service experience of the Alamo yeah. or the the Nighthawk right but hoping anyway hoping to get to go to the Alamo this weekend we'll see we'll see I may see either the one of the two movies that I'm interested in this weekend Venom Let There Be Carnage or the many saints of Newark. Ooh, uh, I really want to see Venom. I I can't speak to the the saints of Newark or whatever, but um, I want to see. So Venom. like, I'm in a weird position for many saints of Newark because like I'm in the middle of season two of The Sopranos, and I'm like, I is it should I watch it at this point in my watch cycle like is it gonna spoil things for me? I don't know, but I the the trailers look really good. It looks like a fun movie. I don't know if you need to have seen all of the Sopranos to appreciate it, but I might check it out anyway, because nice. there's no way I'm finishing the whole show by the time it leaves theaters. So. Yeah. You're in a weird it's probably one of those. There. Yeah. Um, 
if you are if you're interested in doing it in the first place um yeah, yeah, I just, like, don't... I can't say that I have, like, a ton of interest in the movie, period. Um, it seems... It looks, like, fine. I don't know that, like, I'm trying to... I have been trying to figure out if I think I'd be more interested if I... Like, if it were detached from The Sopranos. Um, but I, it's just, like, not, you know? Um, <laughs> it does yeah. feel like everybody yeah, I know yeah. is watching The Sopranos right now. Like, if there's just, like, a bazillion people, like, I'm watching The Sopranos for the first time. And I'm like, this is not helping the case for me seeing this movie, so... <laughs> There's a ton of people watching The Sopranos. Like it, I think it's one of those things that people have like picked up during the quarantine period and are like still working through. How many seasons? Uh, are there? There's like eight. Okay, that's what I thought. It's a pretty long show. Um, I just like but it, you know, like fun. I, it's good. You know, it limits to my interest in that type of content. So, um, hmm. I also just don't that's watch like, TV. So, oh no, I've I've been watching so much tv recently um i haven't watched an episode of tv in months it has to have been months good god you're not watching the prestige tv i never watched prestige tv um my god prestige tv is like the exact opposite of the kind of tv i usually go for um though i might watch midnight mass that just dropped yeah like i mean that's like some some of the best stuff that Mike Flanagan is doing these days is the Prestige TV. Yes, I will watch Midnight Mass. Hill House and now Midnight Mass. I don't know yeah. if Midnight Mass looks like it's Prestige. I don't know what qualifies as Prestige. That looks like it's more like horror. But um, the Hill House well, stuff I think looks hor- like sort of Prestige. Uh, horror can be Prestige. I, I think Prestige TV is just like anything that's, you know, clearly meant to be high quality yeah, yeah. and might win awards. Right um not just like i don't know like reality tv well, or some sort of throwaway comedy show whatever that's like a a pretty low bar for the word prestige um but yeah i yeah i mean i i sort of agree yeah i sort of agree i think that like the hill house and blind manor were obviously sort of prestige um i low-key also thought they were kind of boring but like you know they were pretty good um this one doesn't look like it's quite in that same vein. It looks like it's a little bit more out there, but um, I don't know. Just wow. based on like trailers and the overall concept, I haven't seen anything of it. So I, I could be completely wrong on that, that guess. Um, I've been hearing very good reviews. Yeah, That's all I know. I've heard, I've heard really good things. Um, so I will definitely, I will hopefully watch it. You know, I'm not, I haven't even started the new season of slasher yet, which is like a bummer because I like the slasher series. Um, Ooh. Yeah, I haven't watched that either. I have been, been watching. It's, out. Uh, it's coming. It's happening on Shutter. They're doing yeah. it. I have been watching Channel Zero on Shutter. Nice. Um, for the first time, I'm watching the Candle Cove season. Yeah, you referenced yeah. that the other day in a, a <laughs> um, in a thing, in a text. Yes. It was a text message. Come to it Candle. Was a, it was a text message. <laughs> um, um, a message of a textual nature. Yes. yes, and I will be watching a TV show soon because Chucky comes out um oh yeah we're gonna have to we're gonna have to watch that gonna have to watch chucky let's go mm-hmm. they're back and by they i mean the cast is back and devin sawa's in it for some reason don't know why that's devin sawa um so yeah looking forward to chucky so by by the t- by october 12th when chucky comes out i'll be watching tv for the first time in a while probably so oh man october is upon us we're gonna be watching all the horror stuff it's gonna be lots of fun um yeah, I'm very excited about October. You know, it's it feels like October here in New York these days. So, 
it's very exciting. Um, I can wear sweatshirts outside. Um, wow, what a concept. I don't have too many more <laughs> September days left in this world where that can happen because I'm pretty sure in like 10 years, climate change will render that impossible. But like, oh no, I don't actually know if that's true. I, you know, no more sweatshirt days. Well, just in September, I, you know. It might, it may make some places extra cold. Right. That's true. Well, it's going to, it's, I'm pretty sure that even here it's going to do that. Like, it's going to be like, we're going to have some winters where it's just like dumping snow on us all the time. Um, so, you know, cause it's just going to be wetter. So it's, if it's colder, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be more snow. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to not being able to get around in this city for weeks. Um, <laughs> that's always fun. It's, you know, it's annoying. not being able to go anywhere. Yeah um so anyway i'm looking forward to chucky that's not a movie but that's what i'm looking forward to yes that'll be fun however i am also Um, looking forward to venom let there be carnage so we can actually talk about a movie the new venom movie um looks interesting i mean there's not really a lot to go off of in the trailers other than the new woody harrelson character who looks super creepy and i'm sure that'll be fun they'll have a fun showdown um i just the the first venom movie was just so much fun that i'm like obviously i have to see the follow-up if it's even close to the same sort of batshit insane stuff i'm gonna enjoy it it looks like it might be more batshit insane it's, you know it looks like it could be yeah. completely crazy carnage is a pretty crazy character i think it could be fun um i'm very optimistic i'm very optimistic I want it. There's also, there's also the Adams Family two coming out this well, weekend. That doesn't interest me, but yeah, um, didn't I like? No. I did not really care for the last the the an, the first animated Adams Family no, movie. So didn't care for it at all. Um, this, I mean, I may watch this just because you know, spirit of the season and all that. Mm-hmm. But who knows? Uh, is there a new uh, Hotel not Transylvania? Super for him. Is that happening? It's not this. Is there? Isn't there one? Not co- this weekend. It, it's not this. It's definitely not this weekend. But is there's it like a new... the trans? It's like the transformation something like where they all like the monsters and the humans get swapped. Am I making this up? This is totally a thing that's happening. This is a movie that's occurring. Um, Hotel okay. Transylvania. Hotel so? Transylvania Four. So it's called. Hold on. Hold on. Hotel Transylvania Transformania, um, and it's coming out. Hold on. Hold on. It's got to be this coming fucking month because other, uh, what's the fucking point if it's not? Wait, right. oh my, oh, it's gonna get a Prime Video release. Okay. <laughs> okay. So there we um, go. Because it's uh, it's gonna get a Prime Video release due to COVID. So I will tell you. Oh, what, in what response is... to rising cases of the SARS-CoV-2 Delta variant. Um, ah. that's such a fun thing to read on the Wikipedia page. Um. <laughs> I love it here. <laughs> it's all over like the pages of every movie that's come out for the last year and a half. Yeah. Um, but you know what we are getting a new one of soon in the theaters is a new God's not dead. God's not dead. He's surely He's alive. alive. He's living on the inside, roaring like a lion. Um, remember fun fact for listeners of the pod there was a night recently where i listened to that song like six times in a row that (laughs) nobody can quite make out why that happened um (laughs) i'm sure you were doing fine that night i was doing really really well i think that we can all agree that i was thriving um i was Mm. living on the inside 
roaring like a lion. <laughs> roaring like a lion. So, um, when is that coming other... out? I, there's there's that documentary uh, on the fourth. Okay, I was gonna say there's that documentary October. called The Jesus Music coming out soon, which I'm genuinely excited mm-hmm. for. I'm pretty sure it's gonna be like stupid yeah. and trashy, but uh, that's coming out on the first. Yeah. So it's very very close in time. So when is so, a, oh God's not dead we the people oh my God somebody <laughs> help me is this gonna be like the pro Trump one it's like it's gonna be like know, it's gonna be like dramatizing the, the insurrection us. at the <laughs> it's literally like the picture is like somebody standing lo- overlooking like the National Mall and then fucking um, the Washington Monument is there um, oh my God Janine Perot is in it. Judge Janine is in it. No. Is this is this a movie gonna this gonna say that like Ashley Babbitt was an angel sent from heaven or something? Oh my fucking god! I can't <laughs> wait. I'm gonna have to get like redacted out of my mind just before seeing this movie. <laughs> Holy fuck! Um, I'm gonna, <laughs> gonna get blackout redacted. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's something to look forward to. There's a lot of like actually good looking movies coming out in October too. Yeah, but I'm not uh, actually as excited about any of them as I am about God's Not Deadly to People. I'm gonna be watching the trailers. <laughs> um, Isaiah Washington plays a congressman in this movie. So listen, this is gonna be about something. Um, <laughs> like right. it's gonna yeah. be like something that we're all some issue that we're all deeply fucking familiar with. It's like Trump campaigned on or something stupid like oh, that. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. sure um, that'll be fun. Um, so is, is what's his name back? Is is Hercules back? Is that crazy man? Um, didn't he didn't he die in the well, first one? But that doesn't mean anything. Um, I guess he could have recast him or something. Oh, he he could be an angel in this one. Is he involved? That'd um, be shocking. He's not involved. Um, uh, but guess he's not. I fucking hate that man. Man, I really. <laughs> oh, these people in these movies, they do these things. Um. They're, How are you yeah, gonna be in well, Sorority Party Massacre 2012 and then be like, <laughs> I'm out here to preach the the Jesus things? I'm like, shut the fuck up, man! Like, I I like that when you go to the the page for God's Not Dead, we the people, it says the the distributor is Fathom Events. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's not that's not even a distributor. <laughs> it's not. It's like they show that yeah. Oh my God. Um, it was filmed in Oklahoma during the COVID-19 pandemic. So, of you know, course. this is going to be fun. probably with no protections, whatsoever. No protections whatsoever. Um, you also just know that because it was filmed during it, the fucking people are going to like COVID is going to be a part of this goddamn fucking movie. Oh. And we're all going to have to deal with it. We're all going to, uh, no. the film's production was announced on David A.R. White's Instagram in late 2020. So the movie wasn't even announced until late 2020. So it was filmed sometime between late 2020 and now. Um, I want to die because that means I want to die. Die. Um, die. That means that die. if it was announced in late 2020, there was plenty of time for him to work in the fucking insurrection. God, if there's yep. a fucking insurrection scene, in this you movie, know it. I will literally <laughs> stand up and throw my coca-cola that will be filled with whatever i brought in my flask that day at the screen <laughs> it will not end well for anybody involved and i'm seeing this like opening weekend if i can help it so like <laughs> you're gonna show up with like a t-shirt and i'm gonna sh- i'm gonna walk into this movie in one of my life. biden harris t-shirts with like the rainbow flag on it just uh, like um 
<laughs> Here we are, fuckos. Uh, hey, folks. Um, I'll paint my finger. I'll wear the wig. I'll wear a wig. Um, like I'll just like go. I'll go full crazy for this movie. I don't care. If this is a fathom event, you might not even be able to use AMC A list. You might have to actually pay for this ticket. I don't know if I can do that, but um, <laughs> it, I will have to give money to these people. Yeah, I'm just saying that I will do it, and I will show up, and I will piss off. The Hillsong church members sitting two rows in front of me because there's a Hillsong in Manhattan, and I know okay. they are the ones who are going to a Fathom event for this movie. So I'll do Probably. it. I'll fucking do I it. I wonder if I wonder if this is just going to be like a one night thing, or if it's going to be if they're going to run it all weekend, whatever. The past movies I think yes, have sir. had actual releases, right? Um, at least yeah. the first two. At least the first one, yeah. Um, I don't know about the third one. I distinctly remember I watched the third one for the first time while cooking Easter dinner during the pandemic. Um, this was I love that you've actually followed this whole series. I have. Like, I've seen them all. Um, so, I mean... I've only seen the first you one. You know, a thing that's not discussed often on the pod is that I come from a very religious background and I'm still a religious person, but I, like, do not get on with this crowd of, of Christian folk at all. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. for, I mean, I don't think it, everybody... That's I think that's apparent to anybody who listens. Um, like... You know, so I have a deep vested interest in these sorts of movies, and I find them hilarious and alarming and very entertaining. Um, so I will very much enjoy laughing at God's Not Dead Be the People. And if I go and laugh at it in a room full of people who will literally stone me while I'm watching it, that's fine. Like, um, <laughs> if they stone me while I'm watching it, the good news is that I will probably be redacted. So <laughs> there will be some irony. <laughs> like, oh my God. Um, I want to fucking die. I can't believe Janine Perot is in this movie. That's just like really what's <laughs> taken it. That's taken it over the over the top for me. Remember when that, she fucking did that thing where she showed up obviously drunk to do her own show and like. Oh my god! Yes, <laughs> that was hysterical. Um, I was like, "There's no, there's no way that she is sober right now." Man, that maybe that was like around the same time she was filming this movie. God only knows. Um, <laughs> She might have shown up drunk. It was during the pandemic. I distinctly remember I watching it. I was like, man, if you didn't suck, this would be so relatable. Like I would also just be showing up drunk to work if I did your job. Like (laughs) I'm envisioning her like in the trailer, like Leonardo DiCaprio in once upon a time in Hollywood. Like you couldn't have just had one whiskey sour. You had to have six. God damn it. So yeah, that one's going to be fun. Um, we've got a bunch of like genuinely good-looking movies coming out in October. Um, no Time to Die is coming out. No Halloween to... Kills. Ooh, um, Dune is coming Dune. out. I'm excited about The Dune. French Dispatch is coming Ooh, out. And French Last Dispatch. Night in Soho. Last Night in Soho looks so good. Okay, yeah. There's yeah, some good stuff I'm crazy out. about yeah. that. I love Edgar Wright. And we are getting a new Paranormal Activity movie. Oh my god! Which, I keep for, oh my god! I keep forgetting that we're getting a new Paranormal Activity yeah, movie. Which you know means that we're gonna have to watch the whole series, and we're probably gonna talk about that. Oh at my some god! We point. should totally cover the series. I think we could do it all in one episode. Um, we might <laughs> we just do one chaotic based on episode. What, I've seen a lot of the the series, and based on what I'm seeing, I, we don't need a lot of time per movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, wow. Do that. That's a that's super cool. I'm excited. Um I love scrolling through my coming soon on 
uh, AMC app because it doesn't list it in order when things are coming out. So the Batman is listed before some movies that are coming out significantly sooner than that. And for a second, I was like, holy fuck, yeah, the Batman. When is the Batman coming That's out? March 4th. But um, Oh, that's way off. Yeah, but yeah, it's they literally get, listed they before, delayed a bunch before Dune and before The Last Duel, both of which are coming Weird. out in October. So um, Very strange. And before Last Night in Soho, before Lamb, which is also coming out in October. Oh, yeah, we're getting Lamb. Before West Side Story, which is December. Um, before The Matrix Resurrections. Like, all of these movies, I don't understand. Oh, my God! And the new After movie based on the Harry Styles fanfic is coming out tomorrow. Wow. <laughs> okay. Well, well, listen, I've got some big movies coming up soon. My, oh, yeah. where, <laughs> that, that one's top the of the new list. After movie is coming out, and the new God's Not Dead, We the People movie, that's coming out. Those are, like, top tier of Matt's favorite bad movie genres. Which yeah, are right. that, Christian dramas and teen romance. These are like my that two. That does favorite, sound like um, your wheelhouse. Yeah. yeah. Um, so very exciting, very exciting news for the Matt fan base, um, which is just me. Um, <laughs> fan base of one. Yeah. Um, are you a Matt or are you a Teddy? Mm. Contact us at Buzzed on Movies <laughs> on Twitter. Send us a G- send us an email, Buzzed on Movies at gmail.com. SNL Team Jacob versus Team Edward skit, but it's Team Matt versus Team Teddy. <laughs> Use hashtag Team Matt or hashtag Team Teddy. Um, everybody should honestly be more Team Teddy. I I'm, <laughs> I'm I've got a very diseased brain when it comes to the movies I'll choose to watch. Well, <laughs> let's not act like I watch normal movies That's either. True. But okay. Um, Speaking of, how's the Fantasy Island TV show that you've been watching? <laughs> I haven't been following up with it, but I did watch the first episode and it was very good. Oh, nice. Um, That's surprising. By which I mean, like, it's not like very good, Oh, okay. but it was like, like, it's not like, it's not like this is going to win awards, but it was like, all right, this is exactly what I'm looking for in a fantasy Island remake. Like, is it, it more just, like the? Was, is it more in line with like the movie or like the original show? Cause they're, I, it, it was, very it was pretty, <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty similar to the show. There was there wasn't that same horror element of the the movie, which made it very unusual and different. Yeah. Um, but there there were some like surreal vibes to it that were a little more in line with the movie than the show. Like the show got weird at time. The original show got oh, sure. really weird at times. Yeah. But um, I feel like the movie like took that up to eleven, and this one is like sitting just below that in. In terms of its willingness to get crazy, I need to go back and watch some more of that show because uh, the first one was was very entertaining. Yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah, and, and it's actually like canonical with the first one. Like the 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 new replacement for Rourke is like his uh, his niece or his granddaughter or something. I don't, I don't remember, but she's she's a blood relative, so. We're we're staying in the same timeline as the original film, um, the original series. Gotcha. Very interesting. I need to watch more of that. I will give you Fantasy Island updates. Please do. As Please I do. get to that. Um, but yeah, so that's you know that's all the movies that are out right now. That's all the movies we're looking forward to. Um, this has been a pretty good state of the bombian, I think. One more thing. State of the bomb. I think. <laughs> one more thing i think we should touch on before we close out a very interesting tweet that i saw recently from john squires uh the editor-in-chief of bloody disgusting mm-hmm. um 
which reads as follows for fans of escape room 2 the extended cut is funny opening let's just (laughs) in case there's anyone out there who's a big fan of escape room 2 uh for fans of escape room 2 the extended cut is wildly different a character from the first movie who was brought back to life in the theatrical cut remains dead here and a character added into the extended cut completely alters the mythology must have been a messy production i it is unfathomable to me that there's a version of that movie without the character from the first one who died being alive like <laughs> yes like what on how on the earth do they end that movie, movie without that is changed if that's what happens like that's crazy that's crazy that's crazy that's crazy i mean it is crazy i mean like the whole the whole ending of the movie hinges on that right let's just say without revealing too much yeah we i can't remember Did our originally, spoil it i can't remember uh, yeah well we intended originally to talk about escape room 2 oh, right we did on we this podcast it, yeah. on the same episode that we talked about old but we we had so much to say about old that oh we right that was the old episode yeah did not even get to escape room 2 basically what i would have said about escape room 2 is like it's just more of the same from escape room. If you liked the puzzles in escape room, you'll like the stuff that's in this one. There's a few points where you think like, Oh, they might take it somewhere different. And they really don't. Um, the, the whole tournament of champions, uh, like idea where it's like, Oh, like these are all going to be people like really good at getting through the puzzles. It's like, it doesn't really pay off. It doesn't matter. We don't know that any other than the one, the two characters that we know, we don't, it doesn't mean anything that they've all won before. Um, It sort of does, does, but I thought the priest character was very interesting and like, could have, could have made things like very different. I think all of the characters had potential to be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But they really weren't. Um, and some of the stuff they do with the mythology is just like a little weird. And we end up in basically the same place that we ended up at the end of the first movie. So it's like this just it feels mostly unnecessary. So kind of a letdown. Not a bad movie to watch. It wasn't like boring. It was pretty fun. But at the same time, I was like I was expecting a little more for a follow up from like a really interesting thriller movie. Um I was hoping that we like get to be like, Oh, what now what happens next? And instead it's like, ah, eh, just more of the same. Right. But the idea that there is a completely different cut out there is very intriguing. It's very intriguing. I, again, just like one character remaining dead. is like a huge, it's just like completely alters the movie, which is crazy. Um, and then like adding another character that totally changes the mythology. Apparently that's also crazy. What are we doing? What's happening? How did this movie get so completely changed for a theatrical cut from what sounds like it was probably a better cut? I mean, I don't want to make a, a snap judgment, but I got to say that one character remaining dead sounds like a better cut. I, that character yeah. should not, that should not, that was just like, a. that was like when I hit the mark where I was like, uh, uh-uh, this is silly. What are we doing here? But like, <laughs> it, was, it, it could have, it could have been good. Uh, when they made that revelation, but it's like things after that just kind of went downhill, and it's just it like downhill. Oh, and there was why? also like a yeah. too deep dive into Escape Room Turn of Champions because maybe we'll cover the extended cut versus the theatrical someday if we both see extended. That would be which interesting. I will be doing. Um, 
the, the like where they're like, if you didn't see it, it didn't happen. And I'm like, well, I didn't see like six people die in this movie. I just was told that they died. So I don't right. like, <laughs> why, why, does, why does that? And like that statement was like, <laughs> like it was like a needle drop kind of statement. And I was like, uh, well, there are like a million <laughs> other characters who I didn't actually see die. So right. could any of them be it's coming like, back? Like, what are you talking about? The implications of that. I mean, it's like maybe like half of everyone that we thought died is just like t- they're totally fine. Maybe they're not killing anyone at all. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? And it's like that maybe was like their whole justification for it. And I was like, this is ridiculous. This is obscene. Also, it's just obscene that they say whatever. They saved that character so that they could be the game master. What the fuck? Why them? How did they know it was going to be them? Like, I don't really know what we're doing. It was just very silly. It was all very silly. Um, I I do like that on the on the cover of this Blu-ray, um, where it says like theatrical and extended cuts. There's a box on here that says Game Master exposed and extended cut includes alternate beginning and ending. I mean, the Game Master <laughs> must be the character who's added, right? Like that's what they're referencing there. I guess so. So it's just like buy this so you can see who the Game Master is. It's very strange. Thinking about this, like if they do make a third movie, which like I don't know if they're going to be able to do that at this point. But if I they, think they do, probably will, like, but it'll be straight to DVD and might not include any it, of this cast. You know what I mean? Ooh, that that you know that sounds <laughs> that sounds too accurate to not happen. Um, but like, will they take it take this extended cut into account? Will they throw it out entirely and just do something different? Who knows? Like. Uh, we're going to have to see it first. It's also interesting that they completely filmed and produced the extended cut. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, there must have been some serious back and forth between, like, the director and the producers of the studio or something. There must have been some major conflicts. It, I mean, it kind of feels like, I mean, like. Film two completely different endings and just be like, like, you know, like, presumably, like, just to be safe in case we can convince them to do this other ending or whatever. Right. Who knows? I hope we hear more about how this came to be. Cause like, I like, you know, we watched the movie. We're relatively plugged in to horror Twitter and stuff like that. This is the first I've ever heard of there even being a different ending to this movie. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, it's not like escape room is like a big fandom, but like, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's pretty nuts to me, but like knowing that there is one, it kind of like, does track with like the vibe I felt while watching the movie that it was like going a certain direction. Then it sort of just like veered into a weird course by the end. Like I was like, right. And like, and that does knowing that now there's another ending that does sort of feel like the classic hallmark of studio hands on the movie, as opposed Mm -hmm. to like the director and writer, like, (laughs) and and people are saying like, you know, like the meat of the movie is not really any different. It's basically just like the beginning and the end of the movie are different. And I like having seen at least the theatrical cut, I'm like, I feel like you could totally do that. Yeah. Like you could totally change just the beginning and the ending and have everything in the middle exactly the same and still like come out with a completely different movie. Yeah. And in particular, I found the ending pretty disappointing. The ending sucked. So I'm hoping <laughs> I'm hoping that a different ending will at least slightly improve on that. Right. So who knows? I mean, this this could be very interesting. Yeah. Um, definitely excited to see this. I guess this means I'm buying the Blu-ray for Escape Room I Tournament of Champions. I don't even own the, the Blu-ray for the first one. 
So this yeah. Is, uh, um, does although this I would have to no, buy I the first buy one. Sequel. Yeah, I, I can't buy a, a, an Escape Room sequel Blu-ray and not buy the first one. But um, yeah, so I will obviously yeah. now have to buy both. But um, when does it come out? Uh, ooh, 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 I don't know. The John Squires did not say. Yeah, I know. But, I'm looking at the tweet right uh, now. But... Interesting. Hopefully... We'll get to we'll get to explore this soon. You know what's stuck in my head? This has nothing to do with that. A complete change of topic. It's about upcoming movies. That song from the opening of the trailers for Sing Two. Um, where's that thing with the big eye? <laughs> You're talking about Sing Two? <laughs> you know the trailers of Sing Two? They're everywhere. I don't know how you could have seen a movie within the past oh, month and oh, not have seen the. Trailer. I've seen I've seen it. It's not something that I ever thought I'd be discussing on this podcast. Well, there's but... like the. There's like the the like the little rodent creature. Is it a lemur? I don't fucking know what animal it is. It has the big eyes. Um, wow, mm. I'm really bad at animals tonight. Um, and it's like, like a bush what? baby. It is like a bush baby. She's like, what do you want from me? It's like stuck in my fucking head, and it gets stuck in my head like every like few hours. I'll think it, and I'm like, oh my god. And I don't have any interest in seeing this movie. I didn't like the first one. I don't want to see the sequel. Um, okay, you know what? Escape Room Tournament of Champions made $51.8 million against a $15 million budget during a pandemic. They're making a third one. Ooh. Like... <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm, I'm seeing a third installment in our future. Yeah. The fact that it, it more than... I mean, yeah. It yeah, it made... Yeah. It more than tripled its budget. So, more yeah. More than tripled. And, and then... And during... You know, and it came out in a... It came out in July... So yeah, that came out like when movies were still just coming back, really. So yeah, I mean that 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 yeah, movie I mean, is getting a sequel. Um, it might still be straight to home release or video on demand, but I think they could even still get the cast back if they wanted to. Um, they definitely, you know, ended that movie with the intent of making at least one more sequel. Yeah. So uh, I'm hoping we see it. Yeah. That that would be good. Okay. Um, All right. It's going to be released on October 18th. Just so you know. Okay, so in a couple weeks, we'll be able to look into that. All right, I think we're ready to close out our State of the Bombian. State of the Bombian. <laughs> I mean, I'm also ready to stop saying that word because I, you know, it's it's not as funny as it was the first time I'll, I said. Uh, I'll be sure to I'll rip up your speech and do a weird clap at the camera. <laughs> um. All right. Well, thanks for hanging with us. Uh, Hopefully next week we'll have some more substantial stuff to talk about, but I hope this was at least somewhat fun. And um, until next time, you can find us on all the major podcast streaming platforms. If you like what you're hearing, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. You can send us an email at buzzedonmovies at gmail.com or reach out to us on Twitter at buzzedonmovies. And until next time, We'll see you at the movies. We will see you at the movies.